God love you. Thanks for being here tonight. Our next convict uh, hails from this uh, area right here, Mr. Southeast Iowa. He's all over the place. One of my favorite comics. I've got all his album. Mr. Southeast Iowa. Dave Johnson! <laughs> I have to touch this after he had it. <laughs> anyway, my name is Dave Johnson and I am from Southeast Iowa. Look where men are men and the sheep are nervous. <laughs> For those of you who aren't from Southeast Iowa, before the night's over, I hope you can sample some of Southeast Iowa's culture. And by culture, of course, I mean crystal methamphetamines. <laughs> I tell you, Southeast Iowa is a great place to live. Let's give Southeast Iowa a big round of applause. Great place to live. But man, is it hard to make it in show business if you're from Southeast Iowa. <laughs> Only one guy ever did it. Tom Arnold. And he had to screw Roseanne Barr and convert to Judaism. <laughs> Tom Arnold and uh, Logan Garvey here are both from a tumble. Let's give a, a tumble yeah, here. Yeah. A tumble has the, the distinction of being the unsolved murderer per capita, capital of the, of the but I don't want anybody to get down on the police in a tumble because they have nothing to go on. The town is so inbred that all the DNA runs together. And there are no dental records. So I had to go to the dentist the other day. He told me I had kind of a bad tooth. He said, well, we can do one of two things. We can either do something and save it, or you can just pull it, whatever you want to do. And I thought about it, and I said, you know what, Doc, just go ahead and pull it. It just gets too hard to fit in in Southeast Iowa if you have too many teeth. <laughs> so could I. <laughs> But I wanted to come up with a little, I want to take a little bit of what they did, a little bit of their here's your sign, and you might be a redneck. And I wanted to blend that into something that, that was from Southeast Iowa. So I came up with a little something I like to call, you might be a meth user. <laughs> if your current teeth size is half of your former teeth size, you might be a meth user. If you've ever been evicted, at gunpoint, from a garage you were living in, you might be a If all you want for Christmas is Sudafed, lithium batteries, and anhydrous, it's possible you're a meth user. If you've ever appeared on an episode of American Pickers, and finally, if you ever wake up from a drunken stupor to find you've been elected mayor of Toronto. I'd 
I'd like to let you get to know me a little better. I recently quit drinking. It turned out to have terrible repercussions on the economy, though. <laughs> Budweiser sadly had to lay off a third shift. And even more sadly, they had to put down a couple of Clyde sales. I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a, what the, you might call a good Catholic. What I mean by that is I always sit at the front of the church. I sat in the back a couple times, but they ran out of communion wine. <laughs> also, I have a shuttle service, you know, and uh, the other day I had a couple people from London, England in town, and it was, it was like 2 o'clock on a Wednesday, and of course they wanted to start drinking. They said, where can we go? I said, well, there's only really one bar that's open at this time, but it's kind of a dive bar. And they said, dive bar? What's a dive bar? <laughs> So that's a place where you can get meth and an STD at the same time. <laughs> anyway, I went to the doctor and he told me I was a good candidate for diabetes. I told him I wasn't running for diabetes. And they do make me feel better. And when I combine them with meth, they give me all kinds of beer. <laughs> I apologize if I look a little tired. Last night I was up at 3 o'clock in the morning in the bathroom having a little Elvis Presley moment. Oh God. I thought I was going to die on the shooter there. <laughs> Where it's like trying to pass a beat. Also, if I look a little, oh, it's a little confused or annoyed tonight. Recently, I found out that my my wife and my mom started wearing the same perfume. Now, when I make out with my mom, I get all confused. My wife and I have been married over 20 years. How about that? I have a pretty good looking wife, too, believe it or not. But that's because she met me a long time ago when I just got out of the Army. No, believe it or not, back then I was buff. I could flex my muscles and turn her panties into a swamp. But I've learned a few things. I've learned it's not uh, it's not good to make her mad because she doesn't uh, get mad at me. She just gets even with me. She will brush the toilet with my toothbrush in a heartbeat. And I hate it when she does that because I got to brush my teeth eight or nine times before I get the taste out of it. But I tell you. Um, you know, when it comes to sex, I, I, I stick with my wife because I'm scared of single women. <laughs> single women might want something that I might not be able to deliver on. <laughs> I'm a little scared of that. Like I've heard, for example, some single women like to actually get off. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd be up 
for that. I forgot I could take up to 20 minutes. Usually 20 minutes into sex, I've been asleep for 10 minutes. There's no pressure with your wife, man. Sure, she'll say romantic things to you like, are you done yet? <laughs> Get off me, you fat bastard. <laughs> There's no pressure. The last single woman I took home, she put some pressure on me. She told me if I couldn't get her off, she was going to punch me in the mouth. <laughs> Matter of fact, that's how I got this chip in my tooth. <laughs> A lot of people say, uh, how can you stay married so long in, in the day and age where people don't, uh, don't stay together that much? I think that's an interesting story because I learned the foundation of what I know about marriage, believe it or not, when I was in prison. <laughs> I'll never forget the first night I was in prison. We locked the cell, and I was in there with this great big six-foot-five Norwegian guy. And he told me we were going to run this cell like it was a family, like it was a marriage. And he said... Uh, but since you're the new guy, you can decide whether you're the mommy or the daddy. Which wasn't, you know, wasn't prepared to make that decision right there. But I told him I would go ahead and be the daddy because I thought maybe there might be some advantage. And I'll never forget what he said next. It changed my life. He sat up on the bunk and he said, all right, you, you're the daddy. Now come on over here, daddy, and suck mommy's dick. <laughs> come up to me and they'll, they'll say stuff to me like, you know, what were you in prison for? Well, believe it or not, some of these are just jokes, you know. I really wasn't locked up with the six foot five Norwegian guy. He was really a black guy. <laughs> well, now that we're getting to know each other a little better, like the last ladies in the audience, kind of a personal question about your menstrual cycle. <laughs> All I want to know is how do you time it out so that it comes out every year on my birthday? <laughs> and three weeks later, it Christmas. And every damn time we go camping. <laughs> I'll tell you, topical humor is pretty popular these days. Now, I see that uh, George Zimmerman is back in the news again. And I, I remember watching that trial. And what I surprised me about that trial was depending on who you were, were is kind of how you viewed the results of that trial. It turned out after that trial was over, the majority of black people in America thought that he was guilty. Well, the majority of white people in America thought that he was Mexican. <laughs> See, the government's always in trouble with their spending. They're always spending too much money. And so they had a committee that's going to look and see if everything they're spending money on is legitimate, you know. And they uncovered that one time the government spent $150,000 testing the effects of cocaine on monkeys. <coughs> but I'm here to tell you, that study proved definitively that monkeys can do a lot of cocaine. <laughs> Is there any NASCAR fans out here? Hell yeah! <laughs> that went over like a lead balloon. I, I 
sense that you're you're a little disappointed with this topic. <laughs> Go ahead. But I want you to know that I too know what it's like to be disappointed. As a matter of fact, my last hooker showed up with a penis. <laughs> what do you do when you're in a situation like that? I try to find a diplomatic way to, to, to resolve it. I just tell them, I'm only going to pay half for this. <laughs> but anyway, is there any Dana Kirkpatrick fans out there? She's the only lady in NASCAR. Let's give her a big round of applause, everybody. I checked into Danica Patrick, and it turns out she's never won a race, and I wanted to know why that was. Well, it turns out that in, in racing, what's very important is aerodynamics. The way you cut, you know, one car cuts through the air better, and he moves, moves along the track better. Now, I just got to thinking about it. You know, a woman's vagina <laughs> is not very aerodynamic. I mean, like this, you know, you get it going around 200 miles an hour, the damn thing turns into a parachute on you. <laughs> I should have known better than tell you guys that, too. <laughs> so, uh, I like... Uh, Let's give Garber, Logan Garber another round of applause. Everybody. Occasionally I will uh, be doing a show or an open mic show or something and I'll see some younger guy like Logan and I'll take him under my wing a little bit and I'll try to help him out even in a little financial way, in a small financial way anyway, by buying some weed from him. <laughs> These young guys, man, that I talk to, they're always overhyping the weed to me. You know, it's like Maui Wowie, Purple Urple, or Alabama Bubba Kush or something. I don't need to know that. I would I would buy that weed if it had a terrible name. You know, a lousy name. You could call that shit turns you queer. <laughs> you could literally call it rectum smashing. <laughs> I like to call this next segment, is it racist or just offensive? <laughs> you know how you can tell when your roommate is gay? When his dick tastes like shit. <laughs> Did you know they found the remains of the first gay and lesbian dinosaurs? Yeah, Megasaurus. Do better with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Lately, I've been wanting to do more than just this uh, comedy. I've been wanting to do some magic. You guys like magic? Yeah. Yeah. yeah good. Good. Lacklusterly as you like NASCAR. I like <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it. There'll be more to come, I promise. But anyway, uh, I've been working on this magic trick. I can't do it on stage yet, but later on tonight, I will attempt to turn these hands into a vagina. <laughs> a lot of people tell 
tell me that my uh, comedy is very sophomoric. And I tell them that's kind of interesting you would say that, because when I was, was a sophomore, I was tried as an adult. <laughs> oh, God. I want, to, I want to thank you guys for making me feel so comfortable. Give yourself a big round of applause. I was going to like this place, but when I walked in the door, some guy came up to me and said, if I buy a half ounce of weed, you throw in a quarter paper of ads for free. <laughs> you guys like your mama jokes? I got pretty good your mama's too. But it's not any of your mama's. <laughs> it's mama. You know the difference between your mama and a washing machine? When I drop a load in the washing machine, it doesn't follow me around for a few minutes.